he told me that episode one through 10 are going to be so different than episode like 50 to 100. He goes, you're going to grow so much and you're going to find so many different um, things you want to talk about and do and like switch that it's not going to sound the same. So he likes to say when people listen to podcasts, if they start at the beginning, it's not going to be how it is now or like like the newest episode. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Juliana Vincenza, thank you so much for being on Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherilyn. And we are the dynamic duo behind Crackers in Soup, however, comma. Juliana is also behind the dynamic duo of Crackers in Soup. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today. You're welcome. I'm so excited. When you asked me to be on, I was just so excited because I like been working behind the scenes on your podcast. So it's like I just love the guests that you bring on and the conversations you've had and it's just such an honor that you asked me so like my heart was swelling like with love and like butterflies and rainbows and all that stuff so I'm like oh, I'm so excited and I've been talking to all my family and friends about it so I'm really excited to be here thank you <laughs> stop it you're so freaking sweet so full disclosure as Juliana just said she works with us in crackers and soup she does our show notes she does our our audiograms. She does our quotes. She does mm -hmm. some of our editing. So if you are like, wow, they're really amazing. Juliana absolutely has a mm -hmm. hand in that. And she is a part of our team. And I told her that she is one of our prison bitches and we are not <laughs> allowing anybody else to want to try to take her um, because we will ship you in the yard. We're not above it. But before we start cutting people, let us read who you are, Juliana, from your bio. Are you ready to hear who you are? Yes. <laughs> so Juliana is a podcast manager producer that resides in Las Vegas, Nevada. She has found her love of podcasting through her sister, Jillian, who introduced her to shows like My Favorite Murder, Dolly Parton's America, and so much more. From these podcasts, she went down a rabbit hole of all things podcasting. From being an active listener to a full-time podcast manager, as well as launching new podcasts and managing top podcasts. Aside from podcasting, Juliana loves spending time with her significant other, three pets, one dog, two cats, family and friends. I'm so sad that you didn't that you didn't say about stones in here. Oh well, I do. I didn't think I needed to, but <laughs> I also made crystal jewelry. <laughs> and you didn't mention that you made crystal jewelry. Okay, I just have one more sentence to go, but I was like, wait, yes. where's the gems? Where's the jewelry? Where's all the things? Okay. <laughs> she also loves coffee shop hunting, high teeth. Friend dates, all things spiritual, mindfulness, and self practices. Juliana, Juliana, thank you. So you are such like the epitome of creativity. Like you have so much creativity just expelling from your body and your soul and yes. your being. So tell us your history of podcasting. Uh, you said a little, I said a little bit in your bio about how mm -hmm. you got into podcasting, mm -hmm. but, but tell us more of your journey and your adventure. And I didn't know that Dolly Parton had a podcast. Okay. So it's not Dolly Parton's podcast, but she is a very big like guest in it. 
And it's so good. It's this journalist and he goes through like her life pretty much and like how she started and her song process. And you hear like things about like Dolly would talk, you know, through to this interviewer and like will share uh, recordings and things like that too. So it's really good. You definitely need to listen to it if you're a Dolly fan. <laughs> I love Dolly. She's so badass. Like, yeah. and not only her approach, like she she was woke before the word woke came to be. Yes. She is always <laughs> championing for everybody's rights and, and mm-hmm. everybody's civil liberties. And in addition to that, she's an amazing actress. She's yeah. funny. She knows who she is. And there's so much more depth to her than mm-hmm. people give her credit for. She does like these amazing things, like buys tons and tons of books and then just sends them to to children and like to libraries and she's just phenomenal she is i I loved it and so listening to that um that whole podcast made me love her even more because you learn like so much more about her and like her business um and how she like thinks about it so it's just it's it's incredible you need to listen to it So you didn't come out of the womb and you weren't like, I'm going to be a podcast manager. (laughs) So how did that come to be? So I was thinking about this a while, um, like a couple days ago. It's kind of crazy. So when I graduated college, I started my big girl job as a receptionist in an office downtown. And pre-pandemic, I was already looking into like the virtual assistant type of world because it's like, I kind of want to work from home. Don't want to be sitting at a desk 24-7. I was at a desk from like, eight o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night. And I had to be in one spot all the time. And it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I started researching and um, doing a course for virtual assisting. Podcasting was in a, a section. So I, there was like a little bit about it, like how to edit, how to manage, but there wasn't too much about it. So for the first uh, couple months, I tried the virtual assisting route. Didn't really go over too well. I had a couple clients, but... It just wasn't lighting me up. And I always found myself wanting to learn more about podcasting. So I was in another course and one of the girls in that coaching course was doing podcast management. So I talked to her about it and she introduced me to Lauren Wrighton's course, which I started to take and I fell in love with it. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I love learning all the behind the scenes of how a podcast started, like how you started, how you launch it to like how to keep going um, and how to edit all that fun stuff. And so that's kind of what led me to the course and what led me to do podcast management more because like I said in my show or my bio, I listened to podcasts since I was working at that office job because I was alone for a lot of the time. So podcasting was like listening to my best friends talk. (laughs) And I was obsessed with a couple podcast podcasts. shows and i'm like how do they do this how do they edit how you know all that stuff so yeah because of you know being an avid listener then to kind of figuring it out i'm like that's how i end up here and i love that in conjunction with you realizing what lights you up that you have in an audio sensory yes matter which you were born with yes so i love that that I don't want to call it a disability because. No, it is though. So I have auditory processing disorder. Um, I was diagnosed when I was two and then I was re-diagnosed when I was 22. So 20 years later, because <laughs> um, I first was going to school for audiology to be an audiologist. And so 
I understood more kind of like where I was at with it and how much it affected me. And it affects me a lot with like crowded rooms. Um, conver- like if I'm in a com- conversation with five plus people and everyone's talking all at once, it's like hard for me to figure out who's talking. So I didn't think I would be anywhere near like audio work at all. I was like, this is like so ironic <laughs> that I'm doing editing, but I feel like it's kind of my superpower in a way because I hear, I'm hearing and picking up things that other people don't hear. So it's like little, little things that happen in the audio. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. But the other person that like, you know, someone that doesn't have a disability might not pick up on it. So it's kind of ironic, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of like a superpower. I like to think of it, but it definitely took me a while to get to that point where, you know, I was okay with the disability because it is, it is still part of me. Like I have it. It's never going to go away, but yeah, it's very interesting for sure. (laughs) And you're a prime example of, okay, I have an audio issue. I can still do this and I can still like hit it out of the park and you're doing so extremely well. Thank you. That you're just an example to anybody that nothing can prevent you from what you're meant to be doing. And one of my favorite um, people to look up to about it, because there's a couple um, actors and singers that have auditory processing. And one of my favorite people is Billie Eilish. And so she has auditory processing and she's like, um, like a crazy, like, worldwide phenomenal singer everyone knows her but no one knows about that really so it's kind of like this is so cool so I kind of look up to her as I'm like if she could be a you know amazing singer that puts on all these shows and things like I could do this (laughs) that's incredible and I think it's a testament to who you are in general and your approach to life um because I find that you seem to be the type of person in general who you don't let certain obstacles hold you back from the things that you want and from being happy because as you were saying earlier you do what lights you up and I I think that it shows through everything through your work through your personality when anyone talks to you I know it's definitely what drew us to you the minute um we all first met you know Bethany and I would be on the phone we're like it's her we were like It's her for sure. Thank you so, <laughs> so much. You you genuinely are incredible. Um, and I know we're so super excited to have you on the team. And then I know that even more so your listeners as well as any other clients you have are extremely lucky to have you. Thank you so much. I, that makes me so happy to hear. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your podcast, what made you want to concentrate on, on the theme of that podcast and how many episodes you're already in? Yes. Yeah, so my podcast is called What's That Podcast? And basically, I talk to podcasters and I talk to them about their show. And I kind of realized, you know, listening to all these podcasts, you don't really get to know about the host. You don't get to know about who they are. You don't know about their likes. You just kind of know what they're offering. And so I wanted to kind of flip the script and be like, well, tell me more about you. Like, why did you start your podcast? Why did you feel like this was important to share with the world? Um, you know, what got you to that point? And so I am 21 episodes in. I am taking a break from season one right now. But yeah, I just, I loved it. It was kind of like a casual um, conversation base. 
I do plan on switching things up a little bit in season two, kind of getting more technical with things to see, like, ask more, like, deeper questions for my guests and kind of ask them more, like, what made you find your topic and stuff like that, too. So, and maybe do some solo episodes and whatnot. But yeah, because after working on podcasts for, like, longer time, I kind of know more of, like, what a podcast should kind of flow like and things like that. So season two is going to be a little bit different, but the same premise and same idea behind it but yeah that's that's my podcast what's that podcast I talk to podcast hosts and learn just more about them and who they are because they deserve a place to speak about them now I I love that um the concept and I think because you also work in podcasting Mm -hmm. how do you feel working has working in podcasts has affected your podcast and vice versa. Yeah. So um, it affected it because I kind of know now how a podcast flow should go. And I kind of know I've been hearing many different like introductories and many different um, kind of like the anatomy of it, like where like the questions people ask, but like the flow pretty much of like how it goes. And so I kind of want to mix it up and switch it up a little bit maybe put an ad in there every once in a while or just kind of have a section like separate sections. And I love what you said about transitioning for your, for season two into different topics or introducing kind of like a monthly theme Mm -hmm. or concentrating on the technicality of, of a podcast with your podcast host or whomever your is going to be your guest, Mm -hmm. because this allows people to know that you can always switch it up in your podcast. It doesn't have to be the same thing that you did in episode one. doesn't have to be your same as episode 102. And that's the beautiful thing about podcasts is Mm. there are no rules. Yeah. It's what's bringing you joy. What information are you trying to allow your listeners and audience to know? And how do you want to have that information told to them? Mm Mm-hmm. So there's like, there are clients that we have spoken with that said, okay, for season one, I want to do poetry. And then for season two, I want to do like storytelling. And like for season three, I want to do music. It is such a creative way to get your Mm -hmm. voice across that doesn't have to be absolutely the same throughout every single episode. And I realized too, with that, like, it doesn't have to be the same. Your passions always change. So like, I feel like if you have a generic, you know, podcasting title, then it could always, the the content of it could always change. Hey you, this is Bethany, co-host of Chatting Over Chowder. And one of my absolutely favorite segments of the show is Bisque Please, where our guest tells the listener where they can be found and what they're promoting. Did you know that Chatting Over Chowder has Bisque Please t-shirts? Yes, we have trademarked Bisque Please. And now you can rock your Bisque Please t-shirt just like Shoreline and I do on a regular basis. Just go to our show notes, click on Bisque Please t-shirts, and it'll direct you to the link where you can purchase sizes from small to 3XL, and you can be wearing your Bisque Please t-shirt in no time. Thank you so much. And now let's get back to that episode. If it's your name, podcast, 
it could be whatever podcast you want. I love that someone wants to do like poetry to storytelling to music. Like that's incredible. One of my friends, she has a podcast and she was all about coffee beans and like interviewing coffee shop owners around Las Vegas. And now she's transitioning into something different. And I think it's so cool. And it's so fun to see that growth of like a podcast host. And that's why I'm really excited for my season two, because half of it's going to be kind of what it was like for season one. But then you get to see like the transition of how I'm growing. And one of the guests that I interviewed, his name is Jake Gallen. He was a guest for The Guest List, and he interviews business owners around Las Vegas. And he told me that episode one through 10 are going to be so different than episode like 50 to 100. He goes, you're going to grow so much and you're going to find so many different um, things you want to talk about and do and like switch that it's not going to sound the same. So he likes to say when people listen to podcasts, if they start at the beginning, it's not going to be how it is now or like like the newest episode. It's so, so. true. Like having a podcast in which you you continue to sustain mm-hmm. It's such an interesting experience. It's like an audio journal yeah, of how you're growing and how you're increasing your awareness as well as your guests and awareness. Because even though we were in the podcasting game, episode one, I was still like, um, mm-hmm. hey, Lane, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and as we've progressed, there's been more foundation to our questions. There's Mm -hmm. been little learning things that we do, like when our guest is speaking, we hit mute so that we're not interjecting because I'm an interrupter. So like, in order to prevent myself from being an interrupter, I hit mute so that I consciously have to know this is not my time to talk. (laughs) Let Sherline say something in there (laughs) because she is a co-host too. (laughs) So it's all about transitioning and learning and going back and seeing how you've grown. Mm -hmm. And it's such a wild ride. And I think another thing I love about podcasts is that from season one, you're so shy and kind of like your voice shakes a little bit. And then as you grow, you become more confident in using your voice and you're more able to speak clearly and more loudly and more profoundly. And it's like, your voice grows. And that's why I also wanted to start podcasting too, because I was so shy about using my voice a lot. Like I always was like, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do that, but I don't want to like speak too much about it. I don't know how to articulate it. So starting the podcast, I'm able to use my voice more and ask all these questions and meet interesting people. And it definitely skyrocketed my confidence as well too. So, you know, using, starting from one, you're always going to be bad, but it's going to be okay because, you know, you have to have that time to be messy in order to be, you know, confident in where you want to go. So you, we all start somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think on top of that, too, what people don't realize sometimes is that anything you do, the more you do it, you're going to get better at it. You know what I mean? You're rehearsing, you're practicing. Um And if you are also listening back to your episodes, you can hear the things that you're like, oh, should have said that. Or, you know what, I think next time I need to do a little more research. 
before this guest goes on so that I can ask them these questions or the things that prepare you and your guests. And so it's, it's incredible. And I like what you said about your voice coming out more um, because with that rehearsal, you become more confident. And I think as a listener, it's awesome to hear that. It's awesome to hear that journey um, and hear that growth because it, it literally is something you hear like you can, it, you know, people say you can see confidence, but you can hear it as well. And so um, that's incredible that you've pinpointed that for yourself. Um, yeah. But I have a question, which is out of, aside from that piece of advice from, uh, or what Jeff had said to you, what other, um, what other guests do you feel had quite an impact on your show and on mm -hmm. the way you podcast? Oh boy, there's so many, 21 people. <laughs> um, I think all of them, honestly, because, you know, especially in the beginning, everyone was so generous and kind and was like, it's okay. Like before we would talk, I'd be like, hey, just so you know, I'm just starting. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, so, you know, thank you for like your patience. And everyone was so calm, like so calm, so appreciative of that and it's like it's okay you're gonna do great you're gonna do amazing just keep going a lot of the a lot of the advice that people have given me have been like just keep going this is amazing um like I love the concept we're gonna do great one of the most recent guests I had on and his episode's not out yet it'll be out in season two but his conversation was so fun and he was so like energetic and enthusiastic it was like you're gonna be amazing just keep going keep doing this like I see great things for you this is the best idea I've ever had like I've ever seen and I wish I'd like knew about it but they were basically the same type of what Jake was saying you know keep going it's not gonna be how it was before and if you need help or anything to just like reach out to them but so far like I just take their advice and run with it yeah it's just it's amazing how a lot of podcast hosts like think alike because I kept getting the same thing over and over so and it's so important what you said about working through the messy because some people get so hung up in their head and they listen back to it and it's not perfection and there's a beauty in working through that mess having the confidence to say, to verbalize to your guests, look, I'm not where I want to be yet, but um, this is where I am right now. So I'm still going to interview you. It may not be the best interview that you're accustomed to, but I promise you, I'm going to give you my all and I'm going to just eat all of the deliciousness that you're going to tell me. <laughs> and if it comes out messy, cool, 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 cool. But I promise you that it will be a good interview because I adore having you here. Yeah. And that's exactly why I'm taking a break right now, because I felt like I did too much to where I kind of burnt myself out a little bit. And it's like, I want to give my guests the best interview as possible because I don't want to mess up even more if I'm like, if my mind isn't all there, you know what I mean? I didn't want to be too, too of a mess to do the interviews. That's why I'm taking a little bit of a break. But yeah, they were very, very cool about it. And if I messed up, I'm like, do you mind if I do that over again? They're like, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> so they were cool. I just, I like asking first and letting them know and just kind of be like, 
you know, sorry, but I wish, you know, I'll be better, but thank you for your patience and your time. (laughs) Juliana, what you're saying is so important. It truly is. And it's so valuable. We're not performing heart surgery, so there's always a (laughs) do-over. Yeah. (laughs) And even if you don't want to do it over and the quality, you don't think that the quality is there, I think we are our own worst critics. And you're like, wow, that didn't go the way that I thought that it was going to go. But then somebody else listens to it, the exact same audio, and they're like, how does she do so well? That was the best interview. And I'm taking tips and tricks from her. So it's so easy to criticize ourselves and not take the perspective of a listener who's hopping on in and listening in and just because they don't know what the behind the scenes is. Mm -hmm. So you could have like, I don't know, somebody in Daredevil Feedy Pajamas dancing a jig behind you and you could be interrupted with all of the giggles and guffaws and you hear that and your listener doesn't hear that. Mm -hmm. Just as a random example. Just saying. (laughs) Um, So you got tomato basil soup from Spoonful of Comfort. So tell Mm -hmm. us, about, so, okay, so yes, we give our guests soup, all of our guests, but you got special soup because you're a special team member. <laughs> so you may have gotten some extra, some extra something, something in your soup. <laughs> um, but tell us why you chose the tomato basil and how mm-hmm. was it? And did you share the roles with your significant other? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So I love soup. And it's really funny because right now it's like 98 degrees in Las Vegas. It's going up to like hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting really hot. Um, So my family was like, you're getting soup now? It's like, it's so hot. Like, why would you get soup? It's like, because my clients sent it to me and I love soup. But I got the tomato basil because it's honestly, it reminds me of home. And even though I live home and like my family's home, my mom makes tomato basil and her tomato basil soup is incredible because if she has New Jersey tomatoes and she makes tomato soup, it's incredible. It's to die for. And so my mom makes the best tomato soup and everywhere I go, I always get it. And it's, you know, tomato soup is good. Like, you know, at the supermarket and things like that, but for Spoonful of Comfort, I was excited to try the tomato soup because it's just a classic. (laughs) And I had it and was, I couldn't wait. I was like, I need to have the soup now. It's so good. The funny story about that soup, though, was because it was before Mother's Day. And so I was talking to my family about it. And it arrived at my mom's place and not my place. She was like, oh, my gosh, you got me soup, thinking it was her Mother's Day gift. And I was like... I am so sorry. Like, no, what's the name on that? And she goes, oh, it's your name. And she got a little bit sad and I could hear it in her voice. And I felt so bad because it's like, I didn't know she wanted soup or I didn't know she wanted anything edible like that for Mother's Day. So right then I like bought her soup. So I got her the same tomato soup because she loves tomato soup also. So she was really excited when she got it for Mother's Day. And when I had it first, I was so excited. I loved it. I I heated up the rolls. The rolls were amazing. I love to dip rolls in the soup as well. So I had half of it with butter and half of it plain. <laughs> and they're good either way. But 
Yeah, I just, I love it. I wanted to share it with my significant other, but he wasn't hungry at the time. And he just never really had the chance to like eat it. So basically it was all mine. (laughs) So I ate the whole thing within like four days, but it was so good. It was amazing. I love the herbs in it and everything. Um, I love the rolls. I tried saving a roll for him if he wanted to try it, but he didn't get there. So I ate that (laughs) as well. You lose, you lose. (laughs) Exactly. I was waiting for him to eat it. And I was like, why don't you try and eat it? It's so good. Like, I didn't have a sip of it, but he was just like, not really feeling it. It's too hot. Like in Vegas. (laughs) In addition to your podcast and our podcast that you're forced to listen to, (laughs) you also listen to the Shesh the sesh podcast yes it's really hard to say (laughs) (laughs) and simply pod logical so what are these two podcasts about and what draws you to them so these are kind of like my guilty guilty pleasure podcast um these are podcasts that i found through youtubers that i look up to and the sesh is actually a spinoff sister show to my my uh sorry it's a spinoff show to mile higher podcasts and that one was my favorite one. And then the sesh became my favorite one really quickly. I got into those because with, with the sesh, Mile Higher was what I was listening to when I was working as a receptionist. So I've been a fan for them for years. I mean, the sesh is just kind of like two cousins talking together about anything and everything about, you know, drama going on in the YouTube world and just kind of conversations about like their family. And they talk a lot about like, um spiritual stuff and they talk about psychological stuff like everything and anything and that's why I like listening to them because they're so broad in their topics and they also are their cousins so like their dynamic is really fun to watch and listen to um so it's kind of like a guilty pleasure one for me and then simply pathological is another one where it's this um girl and her boyfriend And they kind of get into a little more technical behind the scenes look as to her YouTube channel and what it's like owning a business and all of those things as well. They also have different um, topics that they discuss too, but they're a little bit more, how would you say it? They're more calmer. They're not so like, they're more like just talking like how they would like you know husband and wife but they're not husband and wife but they've been together for years and one of the things I love about them is uh she's kind of one of my role models her name is Christine and she's like 32 or 33 she started YouTube when she was 28 but she has a full-time job she works for the Canadian government doing statistical analyst paper writing and she has a YouTube channel where she talks like about nails and is very very goofy And then she started her own business that, you know, she sells nail polishes and things like that too. So, and she has her own podcast. So she does so much. And it's kind of like, she's an inspiration to me because she's doing all these different things and is so successful. And she's like a little bit older than me, but it's amazing seeing like her growth and what she does. And she's very, she, she helps people around her town. She does donations. She's very philanthropical. And she just is very like analytical and more down to earth. One of the reasons why I like her too is she helps her listeners go to school, go to college. She's always like, go to college, get your education. Don't quit your day jobs, become YouTubers. So like, (laughs) 
I look up to her a lot and I love her and she's funny. But yeah, they're they're those two are my guilty pleasure podcasts that I listen to. So yeah. <laughs> I can talk about it all the time. <laughs> More people need to be reminded. Don't quit your job to do YouTube. Yeah. And that's why I love her because they talk about it in their podcast too, where it's don't quit your day job to become YouTubers. Um, you can still do it at the same time. And she started YouTube to kind of let out that like goofy side of her so that she doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And, you know, she's like, you could still do it. I've done it. But she's like, it's important because she's like, what happens if YouTube goes away? You know, so she's like, just don't quit your day job just yet. And that's what I love yeah. about her. <laughs> no, I, I and I think that's a good point, especially for this generation. Granted, you can do through those platforms. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, we've seen people with so much success with it. However, it is a thought of if YouTube ever goes away, what would you do? So it's it's having that backup. And I mean, granted, if your day job is something that you hate and you found that YouTube has already supplemented your day job, mm -hmm. then you know what I yeah. mean? Cool, cool. But if it's like your career and you're like leaving a career you love because you think YouTube will be more profitable, you know, you, you weigh your options. But I do think it's neat to have people out there that kind of give you that advice. And I do think... I, I, I'm like with you, Juliana, I've found a lot of podcasters actually through YouTube. So those who are YouTubers that then started um, and created their own podcast. Mm -hmm. So I like that so much. Mm -hmm. um, now, did you find her just through like doing like searching Neil stuff or um, through something else? I think I found her through another YouTuber, their friends. So I think what happened was I found her through a video that I watched and then I like was like, what is she more about? And then I saw she does nails, like nail art and just funny videos like that. And so I love doing my nails. My nails look like shit right now, but because <laughs> I would show you. <laughs> but I love doing nails because it's so calming to me. And the fact that she like is obsessed with nails and that she loves doing them too. She does them herself a lot of the times. I just kind of would like watch her and how she does it and like the tricks that she shows and things like that. And I just, it's kind of spawned from there. So I was watching her videos for a long time and then she started her podcast. I think it was this past years when they started, but started it, but it's with her boyfriend and he like is in her videos a little bit, but you get to learn more about him in the podcast too. So like just kind of getting a different side of them is really cool to watch because I was watching all like the goofy stuff, but this is a little more like calmer, serious, but still kind of fun. So yeah, I found her through a friend that does YouTube videos who's also very popular too. So yeah. which just goes to show you how vast podcasting can be. And mm -hmm. how I think so many people are like, oh, there's so many podcasts out there already. You know, like does my matter and it's like it does. You know what I mean? It, yeah. You have a different perspective. You have saying things and other people would that uh, a different might tap into a different audience that will relate to you better than someone else. That's really neat. Yeah. I I love them. They're, they definitely make me feel better sometimes too, just to listen to them. So. <laughs> and isn't that the beauty of podcasts? Like you could totally be in feeling a funk 
or feel mm-hmm. just kind of tired and down, or you're just looking to listen to something while you're doing like boring chores and you just pop your earbuds in and you're immediately transformed into another place or like you're sitting with a coffee shop and overhearing a conversation among friends or you're learning a little something something and it's just as Sherilyn said there's so many vast different topics on podcasts and even if you think that you've heard the same topic over and over again Somebody always has a different perspective. Somebody always mm-hmm. has somebody else that's introducing their perspective. And you never know what's going to resonate with your audience or with your listener. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, Juliana, we have come to an end, which is crazy. Yeah. Because it feels like we just started. I know. <laughs> and you see and you talk to us all the time. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> and so, so this fun, is though. no special treat for you. <laughs> I love it though. And people don't know this already. Our our Monday meetings sometimes go for an hour or more. I love it. <laughs> and I, I am so excited that you decided to, to talk with us in this forum because I learned some things about you that I did not know, which is super exciting to me because I'm Halanozy. So thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. You can ask me anything anytime. <laughs> And I do. So, <laughs> like, Juliana, my jet broke. What does this mean? <laughs> that may have happened on Monday's quote unquote meeting. <laughs> so, our last segment is Bisk, please. So, Bisk, please tell us where the people can find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at juliana.pedry. I post on there the most. I'm also updating my website which is julianapedry.com. So hopefully um, by the time that this is out and aired, that that website will be out and aired as well. Um, but that's where you could find me. And yeah, I'm on the, I'm on Instagram mostly a lot of the times. And tell the people what you do for podcast management. Yes. So I do all the things podcast management. I edit. I do, you know, the scheduling, the uploading, I also do audiograms and show notes, and I also added a new, um, I added a new service as well, which is like one-to-one coaching. So I'll be helping people with wanting to start a podcast, but don't know how to start and what to talk about, which is going to be really fun. So that's also another service I have for podcast management as well. It's just a treat and a dream to watch you thrive and to see how quickly you pick up things and learn and put Mm -hmm. your spin on it. And ah, you're never getting rid of us. So don't cry. Because we'll be in that dry heat knocking on your damn apartment door. (laughs) Or I'll I'll be at your mother's because that's the address that I have. Either way, we'll find you. They <laughs> would never want to leave. I love working with you guys so much. You guys are um, one of my favorite favorite people to work with. So Likewise, we pay you to Juliana. say that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Queen, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your perspective and your advice and your information. And we just adore you. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest. I love being here and talking to you guys as always. Have a great day, love. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. 
This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.